0: Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. Today is Sunday, February 23rd. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by one of, if not the sharpest, NBA DFS GPP players, say all those letters together, uh it is none other than mike apatria mike what did you think about the lead in music dude is that cool or what
1: we're starting to get fancy over here man uh i love it i love it that's how you know things are growing quickly uh when we start getting the intro music we got uh you know we're gonna have a few things up our sleeves now uh i'm pumped and now I, i get a little jam i get a little jam session you guys get to you know know when uh know when me and coach are coming on just by it's like like the old WWF entry entram, uh, entrance music, you know, whenever <laughs> guy has it, it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin, the glass is breaking. Kind there of you stuff. go. Uh, I, I love it, coach. It's, it's cool.
0: Good stuff, man. And I, I guess we have to start out. And again, I, I always like to be humble because one thing DFS will do is it can make you humble very quickly. It's sort of like, it reminds me like when I play golf, you know, I can shoot a couple beautiful holes in a row and then and the next one shank it into the woods. So uh, you know, please never take anything I'm saying as bragging or, or acting as though you know I'm the greatest in the world. But I'll tell you, man, our, it was our third day of DFS Coach Doc, and dude, you saw I took down attorney, didn't you?
1: I did. First place uh, is a nice, cool few hundred bucks, man, and that's you know that's what we did. We have this is I think that so that might be the third or fourth. Actual first place tournament, you know, takedown uh, for mm-hmm. us in the first few days. You know, you, we've had saying. one. We've had a few listeners grab a couple. Uh, yeah. I was pretty pretty damn close the other night as well. So this is what we do it for, man. I'm I'm excited. And and our global
0: presence is amazing too. Our we have a, a devout listener that switched over and started listening to us day one, Well, we're only on day four, and uh, one of our listeners in australia and they he took down a tournament on back-to-back nights friday friday night and saturday night so we're not only kicking butt here in the u.s we're halfway around the world world kicking butt in australia i think that's so cool
1: absolutely i love it Always been one place I wanted to go is Australia. So it's awesome that we have a lot of listeners. Now maybe, uh, you know, dream come true. I do find my way my way over there one time. Uh, I got a few people I can hang out with, grab a beer with.
0: Well, I'll tell you, we've got some great listeners over there that I've gotten very close to, and we have some great DFS minds and people uh, over there uh, that, that I've talked to recently, working on some projects, actually, uh, talking a little bit of cross stuff with uh, NBA and then Australian Rules Football on their side. Uh, so man, I'll tell you, it's going to be so cool. But I'll share some more of that later. But shout out to my my boys in Australia because I'll tell you what, they are up and moving and getting stuff going, um, <clears throat> and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a six game main slate tonight. So, again, there's one early afternoon game we're not going to mess with. And the thing I want to remind people, and I'll remind again later, is it's a 6 p.m. Eastern lock. That's been happening on Sundays, but it has screwed a lot of people up because they're all so programmed for the 7 p.m. Eastern lock, they end up missing it. So I'll mention it one more time at the end of the show that you remember it's an hour earlier tonight. Um, other than that, man, uh, I... I just I'm ecstatic. I'm a, I love it. Uh, you know, you uh, please uh, jump on our to our website. Uh it's dfscoachtalk.com. You can jump on our Twitter at dfscoachtalk and uh, you know, other than that, we're ready to roll if you are.
1: Absolutely. I've been uh, I've been up since 6 a.m. Third cup of coffee right now, coach. Nice. Fired up. Uh, breakfast you're already You're ready to made roll. My- Make I like to nice slate outlet. today, for what it's worth. Do you? Tons of value. You know, when there's always loads of value, coach, I'm all over it. Um, that's that's kind of my wheelhouse. And uh, just preface this: I know that we do have a, a you know a good amount of subscribers already, so you guys have been able to see our lineups uh, and use some of our lineups. So um, I've been I've been pretty hot on FanDuel as of late, uh, DK, not so much. So if, if you are one of those listeners, you'll hear me go back and forth to FanDuel pricing. I've been playing more FanDuel as of late. Um, but it's See, been, I ta- it's been you didn't believe me. I talked you into that big fella. I told you you're, you're, you know, a coach. I, I, I hate to say it, but I think you're right. Uh, I've, you know, I'm going to knock on wood on this one, but, uh, I've been I've been doing fairly well on Fanduel since since I have been no, you you
0: haven't been doing I've,
1: fairly well. You've been kicking ass. Let's
0: just let's call it what it is. You're crushing it, dude. But I'm with you, man. The the tournament I took down last night was on Fanduel as well. And let's just face it. I those are the two best sites with the with the two mo, most contests you can get in, which is DraftKings and and Fanduel. But right now, and I think so far this entire season. The pricing is a lot softer on FanDuel and you can really really build solid lineups without having to go with a couple scrubs and pray that they get you 25. That's the difference. DraftKings right now, if you, you know, you're lucky to get two studs in there and then you're still scratching for salary dollars at the end. So, I would say, you know, keep playing both, but I would lean towards FanDuel. I agree with you. And, you know, if you feel like venturing out uh, you know, you can listen to this podcast and try out a little uh, Fantasy Draft in Yahoo uh, if you want as well. Just a, a reminder, too, for the sites, uh, Late Swap, you can do Late Swap on only two of the sites, and that is DraftKings and Yahoo. The two that you can't do swap uh, after the first lock is FanDuel and Fantasy Draft. So I just wanted to mention that. All right, my brother. Let's let's go over the injury news. It's not as long of a list as yesterday, so that's good. But let's buzz through that first, and then we'll hit game one. Uh, for some reason, I, I keep picking on Mario Hisonia, but that's okay. Mario Hisonia is out, but it, but my my running line now is, but if you're playing Mario Hisonia, please find another hobby. Uh, second one is the monster one, and third one we have the great. Point guard duo of Kemba Walker from Boston and D'Angelo Russell from Minnesota, both ruled out. So that creates value and certainly usage uh, spin to other guys on the floor. Uh, Patrick McCaw for Toronto is doubtful, more than likely not going to play. Marcus All's still out for Toronto. Um, you know, this makes things very interesting on the front line for Golden State. Uh, Marquise Chris is questionable, Uh, 50-50 to play, so we got to watch that news very closely because Draymond Green, excuse me, I got the frog today, Draymond Green is out already, so that's going to change that that whole situation. How cool is this though, Stephen Curry showing up on the board. He is out today, but he is due back within a week, uh, and we're going to, uh, go over a little bit of that information and what Steve Kerr had to say about it a little bit later in the, in the pod. But, uh, it's going to be a blast to see Steph, uh, back. Look forward to seeing, uh, what his usage and minutes look like without, uh, really anybody else on the floor. Um, Anthony Davis always listed at 75%, always listed as probable. You know, we know we went to the locker room the other day and it scared the living daylights out of everybody. So I guess you just have to, uh, you know, roll the dice with, oh, that's, you know what? That's an early game, so we don't have to worry about that. That's the early game. And so is Kemba Walker, so I apologize for even bringing those in. But for anybody playing the early game on their own, there's no no Kemba, and Davis is probably going to play, so we don't even have to mess with him. Uh, the other, there's three more. Victor Oladipo, uh, Oladipo is doubtful, and, and from what I read, he's not going to play. Um he definitely uh, got hurt in that last game with his back somehow. And that's not good, as we saw Simmons last night go down with his back. You know, that was amazing. And I want to say one thing real quick. And I am just got to interject it so I don't forget later. We were in our Discord with all our members and, and all our, our staff and everything last night. And, you know, uh, you, Mike, had uh, uh, Brunson everywhere, and everybody thought we were dead. And I had Ben Simmons everywhere, 100% and when he went down in the first quarter with his back, we thought we were dead, and we both cashed. In fact, not only did I cash, but I won the tournament with Ben Simmons playing only like the first three minutes, so never give up. Build the strong lineups, and, you know, look at that that, uh, ownership percentage, and, you know, it's just a great story to tell, but I think Simmons is going to be out for quite a while. It looks like a uh, I mean, his back just completely locked up, and th- he's having an MRI today. It just looks bad. But uh, and Oladipo now, as that's where we started, this ha- also has the bad back coming off the knee surgery. So I don't think he'll play for uh, at least a little while, and I don't expect him to play today. Uh, last two are the two big men for Chicago who have already been ruled out. Wendell Carter Jr. we know, but also Luke Cornett is out and man we hit that right on the the nuts last time uh the duo of gafford and felicio almost split the game uh exactly i think it was 25 23 in minutes so that was you know we're back to that timeshare at the center spot so that's it man that's all the the injuries that we have as as of now but as we know yesterday after the show We had all that, we got bombarded with, you know, Luca out, Porzingis out, and all kinds of guys. So I'll mention it just this one time, three-step process due to win. Listen to this show early in the afternoon. Get your parameters about it yourself and get your lineups, you know, together a little bit. Figure out the contests that you want to get in, get that set. Then listen to the news throughout the day, our Twitter feed, Again, it's at DFS Coach Talk, um, and, you know, jump on our, our site and get in our Discord. We're all going to be updating things immediately up until uh, lock. And then that last 30 minutes, whatever you have to do, get in front of your computer, your phone, your laptop, whatever it is, and watch that late news because you're going to get uh, real lineups for the early games, you know, that they have to be out 30 minutes before NBA rule, And you're going to get the late news because a couple of shifts that we made at the very end uh, definitely are what was the big part of of taking some stuff down last night. So, all right, my man, uh, you're going to be on the hot seat in about one second here. Uh, The first game on tonight's slate is a six o'clock game. As we said, there's two of them, so we'll get two lines. Up's about 530 Eastern, which will be nice. Um, The first one is Indiana at Toronto. Uh, Right now, Toronto is a five and a half point favorite. It's the lowest total on the board at 219 and a half. As far as pace goes, Indiana is 25th. So they are definitely playing some half court stuff. Toronto 13, uh, right? uh, Somewhat the middle of the pack there. Uh, concern red red alert flag indiana ninth defensively toronto second now they're all the way up to second so we have some defensive prowess here but we do have a lot of talented players how are you handling this game mr
1: mike Awesome. So uh, I'll start with the Indiana side of the ball. Uh, we were all over Sabonis in that last slate for him being underpriced. Steps into this matchup on FanDuel underpriced. He's only 8K, so he's seen about a $200 price boost from that last game. But we're talking about a guy that was over on DraftKings being priced up uh, upwards of you know on tonight's slate 9,800. So, uh, big discrepancy, 1,800. He seems like he's just safer for tournament, safer cash. You're looking at, uh, you know, a 40-point floor from him on most nights, but the upside of 50 to 55. Very comfortable uh, player to get in there. Um, and then the other guys I'm going to be looking at on Indiana would be the guys getting the replacement minutes for Oladipo with him likely sitting. He didn't practice, so uh, highly unlikely to play. Uh, I'll be looking at guys like, you know, Jeremy Lamb and uh, probably a little bit of Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday would be for deeper GPPs. Um, I'd want to see if he's actually starting before kind of investing in him. But um, I, I you think know.
0: they said uh, they were talking about starting Jeremy Lamb.
1: Yeah, that's what so I, that, I read this morning. Perfect. So, and Lamb's a fair price. The only problem I run into when I want to look at guys like Lamb is how deep shooting guard is tonight. Um, mm-hmm. and how and how many options we really do have. So if I can get my exposure on this Indiana side without having to target the shooting guards and get the shooting guards I like in other spots, that's probably the approach I'm going to take. And I didn't want to uh, you know, push Malcolm Brogdon to the side either because he's definitely going to have to take more of that ball handling in, uh, in that true point guard facility role um, by the horns now. We kind of saw early on in the year when... He was just handling the reins. He was a guy at one point that was priced up at like seventy three and 7200 He's down at 6100 This should be a very competitive game, although it's not an easy matchup. Uh, we like to target some of those competitive games. So if I had to rank these guys, I would say Sabonis is my favorite play, probably a little bit of Brogdon trailing him, and if you need some value, some Jeremy Lamb.
0: All right, man. I respect both of these teams. I think they're going to end up the third and fourth seed in the East. I think they're, they're both uh, going to win their first round uh playoff matchups i think they're that good and they're that deep they just need to both be healthy um and that obviously hasn't been uh, consistent for either one of these teams and yet they're still winning um i am going to believe it or not pass this game i'm not going to take a a single guy it's going to be more of a a five game slate for me rather than six and here's the reason i know it's going to be close and it could go down to the wire but um you know, you got two top nine defenses in the league. There's not a huge amount of pace. You know, I, I think Brogdon, <clears throat> especially with the little depot, not playing is a decent play, but he gets guarded by Lowry, who is really pesky and usually takes some charge and bothers people and vice versa. Brogdon does the same thing to Lowry. Um, you know, the, the defense for Indiana has been solid. Um, the interior sometimes can be, attack. So I guess Ibaka can be a consideration. Um, But, you know, I think Sabonis gets guarded by Siakam. And I think Siakam is that kind of NBA all defensive team kind of player. And, you know, I think there's just a lot of ways guys can be, uh, you know, really shut down and and be a crapshoot for making value. So with all the opportunity on the board and with some of the value and some of the depth in these other games i think i'm going to be stacking some other spots and i'm going to let this game go by the wayside even though i respect both of these teams
1: i respect it. i mean it's, this isn't a game i necessarily want to get over invested in i could see having a, a one-off from either team in it kind of like a you know playing bonus in three games uh these two teams have faced already. So there's a good sample size of them playing each other this season. He's averaging about 15 points and almost 15 rebounds in those games with five. So it. yeah, he's getting it done. Uh, that's like right around that 40 point, maybe a little bit more. He doesn't really get us a ton of defensive stats, so we can't count on that, but he's a very safe option. If you're looking at somebody, I feel, and uh, you know, there's a ton of value. I said it, so we're going to have some money to play with and some money to spend up with. Uh, and there's not a lot of priced up studs on this slate. There's no one really over 10 K that we can, you know, really pay for
0: yeah, I mean, I could see myself if I can fit him, putting putting him in that for eight thousand. But there's no way I'm paying ninety eight hundred. Oh no no no
1: no no it's,
0: not that, I mean, that's an Im- incredible discrepancy. You don't usually see it approach two two thousand like that, but uh, very odd, you know.
1: We're happy with it. But that's... that goes to
0: show you can't plug the same lineups in different sites, guys. You just can't do it. You got to find the pricing, and you got to see what it looks like. Look at the ownership. Look at the you know the whole nine yards. So. Good
1: stuff, buddy. You ready for game two? Uh, yeah, just touch on. I didn't really touch on Toronto too much. The only real. Oh, option, I'm, I'm sorry. Not, no, that's okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not in love with anything. I mean, on Fanduel, there's you know, I could see Siakam at 84, uh, getting him into one of those small forward spots. That seems like a position I'd probably be spending up on today. So okay. uh, you know, be- between Andrew Wiggins, Siakam, uh, you know, probably two of two of the top options. You got. A little, you can even use a guy like Brandon Ingram if we know his minutes are going to finally be back up. But um, yeah. the, I'm not in love with a lot of the mid-tier options. So I think that's the spot I'm going to spend up, and I think that's kind of where Siakam becomes viable. And I think Fred Van Vliet is still slightly underpriced on, uh, on FanDuel. He should, he should be over 7K.
0: Absolutely, and those are all good plays. I mean, you know, like I said, those are quality, quality players that can go off at any time. So I don't blame you, Mike. I think you're on to something there. All right, game two is the other 6 o'clock Eastern game. It's the Minnesota. Oh, by the way, in that first game, neither team is on either side of a back to back. That's important to always mention uh, because that really affects rotations, as we saw with Dallas yesterday. Um, so the other six o'clock, six o'clock game, it's like I said, is Minnesota and Denver. And that's what reminded me because Minnesota is on the first night of a back to back. So, you know, that always comes into c- consideration with minutes. You never know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, they're a pretty young team. So we'll see, uh, you know, what what coach has to do there. But as far as pace goes, Minnesota is 7th, which is pretty quick. And Denver is 29th. And some of that shows in these – uh reason I mentioned that there is defensively Minnesota's 18th and Denver's 10th. So when you look at, you know, the pace up, pace down – and then the, the two defensive rankings, it sort of makes the line make sense, which is Denver as the biggest favorite, only double-digit favorite on the board at minus 13. So, you know, that's the five-star there uh, as far as worry. I always make it sound like it's a five-star because it's a great pick. But I'm saying, you know, as a, you know, let's watch this because he got Minnesota on the first night of a back-to-back. It's a 13-point spread. Uh, the total's 222 and a half, so that's you know that's reasonable, um, but you know it just I'm interested to see what happens in this game uh, as far as rotations. Now with D'Angelo Russell out for Minnesota, that is going to affect things a lot here, and that really affects my take on this game. But you are our lead in leadoff hitter because I know you'll put down that bun single when you have to, so go for it, man.
1: Yeah, I love this game. Um, and it's coming from the same perspective that you have on it, too. This could easily get out of hand, and I expect it to get out of hand. But that doesn't mean that there's guys that we can't target on both sides of the ball where we can still get to what we need out of them. So I'll lead it off. Obviously, a lot of usage and minutes are going to go around with D'Angelo Russell being out in Carl Anthony. Someone's going to have to take these shot attempts. I'm looking straight at Malik Beasley. Uh, he came in here ever since being traded. He's been playing aggressive. He's in a contract year, so he knows he's playing for trying to you know, get a new home, getting paid. Uh, I love it. I love it. It's a revenge narrative going against the team that just traded him, that never really gave him a shot. Uh, he's going he's to be playing with some fire. Um, I anticipate you know, even if this game gets out of hand, he's probably still going to get some decent run. And they're just simply because they don't have tons and tons and tons of bodies behind him. And then the other guy I'm looking at is going to be Jordan McLaughlin. Um, he just steps up every single time that uh, you know, Minnesota's without their starting point guard. He's a pure passer. We could see him get it done. Usually he puts up between like, you know, seven and eleven assists when he's actually playing thirty plus minutes. Um, even in blowout games when he had to start, we've seen him get some significant run granted it was when uh they blew out a team they were i believe they uh they were up about like 30 points um it's crazy enough i could swear it was against the clippers i'm going to have to check that real quick yeah they beat the clippers yeah. 142 to 115 and he still that played 37 minutes so yeah. you know That's a game where, you know, you could have easily pulled all the actual starters, but they still gave him run. it's because they don't have a lot of options behind him anyway. And at this point, you might as well get these kids experience. So I have a ton of interest in both those guys. Those will be my two primary targets. And then I don't mind looking at the big guys. Uh, You know, if you want to take a look at James Johnson, Nas Reed, I think both those guys should get a significant run. They're both priced up a little bit, and it's not going to be an easy matchup for them whatsoever. Um, so that's kind of why I'm gauging myself a little bit more towards those guards who I know, uh, have those minutes readily available with not many guys standing in the way of them or standing behind them to kind of, you know, saturate those minutes from, him, uh, when we're, when we're looking in garbage time. But, uh, both those guys are in play. Same thing with Hernan Gomez. There's a lot of options on Minnesota. They're all pretty much fair prices still on FanDuel. Hernan Gomez didn't really get a big, uh, price boost, uh, whatsoever. So he's, he's still in play for me. Um, and then I get uh that's that's I think everybody everybody now's read still only forty five hundred. So these guys are all options. If I had to rank them like I said though, it's gonna be the backcourt in front of the front court.
0: How about from the nugget side?
1: So the nugget side this is this is where it comes down to. Um, you know, this game is expected to get out of hand, but we've seen basketball do wonky things in in these kinds of situations uh plenty of times. I think Nikola Jokic is an absolute phenomenal play. Um you know, At the end of the day, we're, we're going to have to choose between him and another high-priced center that we'll get to later on in the night. Those are the yeah. two guys I'm tossing up between, and it's going to come down to lineup construction for you. So if you find yourself playing a few guys from this Minnesota starting lineup, that's when you want to uh, kind of correlate that lineup and get Nikola Jokic on the other side and really hope that this game could stay, stay close enough where uh, you're getting four quarters out of all your guys in this game. Because if that's the case, it's going to be 30-plus minutes for all of them uh, and very good fantasy results.
0: Yeah, this, I, I don't blame you, man. I think th- this game just you know lights up as a perfect GPP game for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of guys, like I love your point on McLaughlin and a few other people like that. Um, I, I totally would agree with playing some of these guys. As far as in cash games, I still love some people in this game. Uh, I think the best play, and he's probably going to be monster-owned, though, is Beasley. I mean, let's face it, he's playing great. He took more shots last game than, than D'Angelo Russell. So that'll tell you, and they both played. So Beasley's sort of taking over the lead on this team since Cat went down, and uh, even more so than D'Angelo. And it is against the team that wouldn't play him that many minutes and traded him. So, I mean, you talk about motivation, to go back to Denver and kick butt, I just I think he's I just got to play. Him I there. have a
1: funny story. This family is extremely motivated to po- prove people wrong. I might have I might have talked about this on the Hoop Ball Show, but I've actually had conversations on Twitter uh, with Malik Beasley's father, and it was it was wow. after, it was after I posted a tweet uh, saying that Monte Morris would be a better play than his son that night, uh, and he said he was going to basically prove me wrong. <laughs> so so uh-huh. this, this family is about proving people wrong i think um you know i don't know maybe that's a little biased after his dad came at me i loved it though i thought it was hilarious i you know i told him his son's an incredible athlete and i hope another team gives him the opportunity and i actually wrote an article um earlier this season it was right around uh maybe a couple like maybe a month before the all-star break uh where uh shout out to adam king over at Fantrax, uh you know asked me he said uh i you know we're putting a, a collaborative article for all the other, uh, you know, MBA experts, season-long stuff. And he said, uh, you know, I need a player that you think that is not owned, that's on nobody's radar, that you think can make a splash, a bold prediction type thing. And I said, uh, I, and I said, um, you know, my boy Malik Beasley would be a uh, top, I think I said, 75 player after he gets traded um, because he's in a contract here and everything else. Wow.
0: It's
1: making me look smart. I mean, that wasn't that bold. I know a lot of experts kind of knew that this guy is extremely talented. Um, but it just goes to show you that, that he wants to play, and he's getting his opportunity. You have to understand he's going to seize this opportunity once he's in the starting lineup. He's going to earn himself some money this summer.
0: That's fantastic. That's What a great insight there. That is really cool. Um, very, very interesting. Um, well, I mean, that even makes me feel better about the pick, I think, uh, but I don't think he's going to be very low-owned, that's for sure, <laughs> but I get it. Um, the other guys I like in this game that I absolutely love Jamal Murray. I think, you know, I think he just gets up and goes against this team. I, I don't think they can hold him down with, uh, you know, McLaughlin or, or whoever they're going to put on him. I just think this looks just looks like a, a Jamal Murray game to me, where he goes off and he's still priced fairly. So he's one of my pillars tonight. Believe it or not. Um, the other guy you're going to be surprised, I think, at this one is I sort of like Nas Reed. He he got the majority of the minutes over Johnson. And I know Johnson was in foul trouble like every second. And I do expect Reed and Johnson possibly to get in more foul trouble because of having to guard the Joker. So I don't know if I'll be using Reed in cash, but I still think he's a real viable GPP play at still a pretty low tag for a guy that, uh, he's an explosive player. I mean, I, if you remember, he was one of my top five to watch coming out of the NBA summer league. When we did that first show, uh, Brandon Clark and Nas Reed and Jackson Hayes. Remember that discussion
1: way back when? Oh, coach. I do believe me when you, when you're actually right about something, it it sticks in my head for a (laughs) long time. (laughs) I was thinking the other way. I figured,
0: you know, like I'm right so much that you just can't keep it all straight in that noodle ears, you know? Uh, yeah, it's so hard to contain all of it. All of it's just leaking out. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious, man. Um, how about, I, and I got to tell you guys this because it was one of my, uh, you know, I feel like I'm hilarious, okay? I've told this on the yeah. podcast before. I want to be a comedy writer for Saturday Night Live. That's my all-time goal. But for some reason, Mike and my son and my my kids, nobody thinks I'm funny. But I got great jokes, dude. Like, listen to this one and tell me our listeners. You don't think this? funny. Oh
1: God! Don't do this to them, please.
0: Yes. No. We uh... were in. We were in the the uh, Discord, all our members and everything. And one of the members asks, "Who are the studs tonight?" So my qu- answer was. Uh, number one is coach. And then I named like four studs that I liked in bead and the different ones. And I said, ranking dead last is apatria Now, isn't that funny? Are
1: we going to, are we going to insert like the audience laughter in the background for like, the not state just laughter. <laughs> I'm going to insert like those huge applause. Like they yeah. got on the, on the big yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like- the, the, the Laugh and Friends, where like you, they need to remind the people that are watching at home that you're supposed to laugh at this part, so they send everybody else into the laugh? No, hey, I,
0: there <laughs> were lots of crying tears, uh, got emojis and stuff in there, so uh, you know how it goes, but anyway. All right, <laughs> I don't know how I even got off on that, but I always try to tell jokes, and sometimes it's, maybe I'll put that sound in the background that goes, womp, womp, womp. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, you should, that's a good one. That's, That's probably
0: the way to go. So anyway, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about Murray and Beasley in this game 100%. I love them. And, you know, I think you made some good points on some other guys that, that can be considered. Uh, but I think I'm going to save my stacks for these last four. So uh, let's roll to game three. It's a seven Eastern start. It is our favorite Washington Wizards, the great team to stack with and against. This is the first night of a back-to-back for them as well. Uh, Chicago is not on any back-to-back, and believe it or not, Washington's on the road at Chicago and they're favorites. Michael, favorites. So Vegas, Vegas thinks they're going to go to Chicago and beat them, which I think could happen. They're my, uh, again minus one and a half. The total's a nice two thirty-one and a half, second highest on the board. And as far as pace, Washington 6th, Chicago 16th, which is reasonable. Defensively, this is where it gets a little bit better. Washington second to last in the entire league, and Chicago is 14th, so pretty much in the middle of the pack. Um, This sets up for an interesting game. I think there's some some definitely some ripe guys to pick from especially with a couple of bigs out for Washington and we know Chicago has some some fellows out too so let's let's hear your take on this one are you stacking here
1: um i'm i'm probably not going to go a full board stack just because i uh you know i rarely do um so especially since i started playing fanduel i do enter a lot of the mass multi-entry uh, gpps i don't, i usually probably make about uh, 10 to 15 lineups Um, On a night, but I've been just absolutely smashing with the single entry. So in my single entry lineups, I tend not to do full-blown game stacks as much. And this is the problem I'm running into, Coach. All these shooting yards I like. So I know I'm playing Malik Beasley. Uh, I like I like Zach Levine. I like Bradley Beal. We're, we're yeah. also going to get to CJ McCollum a little bit later. We talked about we, we talked about Fred Van Vliet at a, being a little bit underpriced and we're going to have some value at that position if we need to save money. So this is the issue I run into. And, uh, you know, when push comes to shove. I'm going to have to eliminate one of these guys out of my player pool. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm going to make a couple extra lineups, but I'm talking to my single entries. I'm not going to be able to play both Zach. I, I have to pick one of Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, and CJ McCollum.
0: I'm with you, um, man. And you know, it is a stacked shooting guard spot for sure.
1: And when when it comes down to it, uh, where I'm at right now is okay. I'm looking at I'm looking at this Chicago side of the ball. Zach Levine, 9500. Is he worth that price tag? Absolutely. <laughs> In this matchup, he's absolutely worth it. But that's well, just enough. He'll of a be guarded for by Beal. Beal second to last in
0: defensive real plus minus against in shooting guards. So I, I know Levine's expensive, but how can you not go there? You know.
1: Well, it's the, and that's the thing. It's like I already talked about. it. We have plenty, plenty of money to spend on this card with all the value. And you know, he's averaging fifty-three, uh, you know, fancy points against them per game in three games this season. So he's done nice. well. Um, so there's no issues going with him if you have the money and that's that's the route you want to take. He's kind of fits more uh, in a build where maybe if you're play if you're not playing Beasley, you want to fade the Beasley chalk and you want to play Jordan uh, McLaughlin at point guard. And now you have two shooting guard spots open. You could get both these guys in here. Um, but if I had to say, if I wanted one, I would rather play Levine Oferbiel. Um, when push comes to shove, that's where I'm at. Um, and then in, for my other Chicago options, I mean, Archie Diakno, uh, he's been playing well since being in the starting lineup. He's a decent value play. He's not really getting a, a huge price bump uh, just yet. I think he's still 3200 on DK, and he's about minimum salary, 3600 over there on FanDuel. He's an option. Uh, probably won't be going back to Gafford just because I don't think I'll need that value. I think we have other value in other spots. Um, he's kind of that limited value where if it rounds it out and it makes sense, great. Um, you know, that power forward eligibility helps. But we have a few other, you know, price down power forwards later in the night in that, you know, in that Golden State game and uh, a couple other guys that we'll get to where I'd rather play him over him. So for me, it's just going to be a little bit of Levine um i'm not going to chase that kobe white game i do expect him to still play big minutes i don't know if he's going to take that many shot attempts again so i'm yeah. probably not i'm probably not going to go out of my way and chase that and uh you know if you want to sprinkle in some sataransky i can see it but i'm not overboard so I'm, I'm really looking uh mostly just levine uh on the washington on the chicago side okay uh and washington was, just uh, if you want to play deal if if you're if you're like I said, playing McLaughlin, you want to get both of them in there? Sure, play Beal, not in love with it. Uh, Rui would probably be my, my top option. Uh, I can see yeah. him sprinkling a little bit of Ish Smith in there as well, just because he's still playing close to 30 minutes every single game. He gives you that safe 20 to 25-point floor, and we've seen that 35-point you know, ceiling a few times, uh, and it could be a good pivot if you're not getting to Beal.
0: Okay, and that's, that's it, it for that that's game? That's
1: it. Yeah, I'm not really targeting too much in here, to be honest. A lot of a lot of a lot of the Washington, uh, you know, minutes and usage has been getting spread out um, a lot more since a lot of these newly acquired players have came over and all their bigs have come back.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. Um, you know, I'm looking at this game a little more aggressively. You know, I like that two thirty one and a half and a half total, and I love targeting Washington games. I've I've definitely had some a lot of success with that throughout the year. I think uh, uh, Roy. Rui Hashimura is one of the better plays at his price. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be like, other than Beal, the main go-to guy for that team. He started uh, really taking that role on before he got hurt, and now he played big minutes. and I expect him to, you know, since it's not a back-to-back, I expect him to play decent minutes here as well. Um, you know, do beware that they play again tomorrow and uh, you know, maybe Brooks wants to be a little bit lighter so he can play in both games or maybe he plays them a ton here and sits him tomorrow. So we got to watch that news and coach talk for sure. I'll be buzzing on uh, here, looking at the beat writers of uh, the wizards for that. Cause I think, uh, Rui is a, is a really solid pick tonight for sure. Um, I love Levine, like I say. I just I know the price is super high, but it's just the perfect matchup at home. He's the man, you know, it, it, you know, no done. I just think he'll get big minutes, and like you said, he's proven that he produces against this team. So he's one of my favorite plays. Um I might not be afraid to to chase the Kobe White big game because He's a stud, man. And he's, if he gets the minutes, he is a good DFS points per minutes guy. One of the better guards off the bench in the league for that. And uh, that's just happened recently. So uh, definitely worth considering. No doubt about it. I think, you know, I played Archie last night and Archie Dionc, you know, I mean, he did really well. He, you know, 27, uh, DFS points, whatever. And he was the bone minimum 3000. So, uh, I don't think I'm going to go back there. I think I I'm going to lean more towards, uh, Kobe white and uh, I'm going to look at Saturansky. Now Saturansky had an outlier game last time around. And, and I think he had zero points, but let me tell you this, this is against Washington. He hates Washington That's where he played and didn't get many minutes. They held his career back. He has a lot of bad feelings. And I played Sadoransky the first time he played against Washington in Washington, and he had a monster game. It was like a 40-burger. And this time it's in Chicago. And I believe that he's going to step up. People are going to forget about it. And coming off that bagel the last game, he is my official secret squirrel which, if for our listeners that haven't heard, sort of a lower cost, which he's pretty low and uh, or mid, but more low and lower ownership, and I don't think he's going to be highly owned. But he's sort of my secret squirrel tonight. I think you got to really dial him up in GPPs, and I think if you have, you know, if you play a secret squirrel, you have to post hashtag big nuts. That's the whole idea. And, you know, you see the correlation there, obviously. So um, that's that's where, you know, I think he's, he has a really good sh- uh, sh- thought, uh, chance there. Also, um, Thad Young, I mean, look at the game uh, he had last time out. You know, with all the bigs down, he sort of stepped up and, and got it done there. I think he's a fine play at a fair price. So I think there's a massive amount of value here. I mean, Levine's going to be super expensive, but Rui, Sato, White, Young, they're all pretty cheap, uh, all considered. So I think for a game with this pace uh, and a a one and a half point spread that should stay close, uh, I love having like three guys from this game as a real differentiator on the card.
1: Yeah, I, I see it. Um, it's all, it's all, you know, great game environment, great pace. Both teams don't have really hot defenses, especially, you know, like I, we talked about on last show, the the Bulls defense getting a little worse um, with none being out, but I, I see it. It's definitely there. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to stack it. Like I said, I'll, I will have a, I will have ownership in it though. That's for sure. I'll have probably a guy or two on each side. Beautiful. All right, we're halfway through, three games down, three games to go.
0: And I want to mention real quickly, you can listen to this podcast, DFS Coach Talk, seven days a week. Everywhere podcasts can be found. We're even on iTunes yesterday. And we had our very first iTunes review. um, And we want to give a shout out. I don't have it up right now. (laughs) I'm going to post it in Twitter, though. Was it Jimmy, I think? was his name i'm gonna put i'll put you up there in uh our chat uh, or i'm sorry on on uh twitter and give you a shout out but it was such a such a nice thing he took uh probably a couple of minutes to write like three or four nice things to say so not only did we get the five star uh we got the comments so thanks uh jimmy and i'll i'll be giving you a shout out on twitter um but uh, like I said, you can everywhere podcast or heard Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube specifically, and probably uh, several others. And please take the time. This is the one I ask we do every show. Please take a few seconds to rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening to us on YouTube, click that little bell button on the bottom right. That's the uh, button that's going to give you a little update alarm when our podcasts post each day. So you want to do that. You know, five stars on iTunes are so important because it moves you up the the list there as far as uh, searching uh, when people are searching for uh, a podcast with DFS and NBA in it. Um, You know, the thumbs up are really important, too, because those YouTube uh, thumbs up really add up. And, uh, you know, if you can take a second to review and throw something on there uh, that would be fantastic as well because all of those things matter. Uh, and the, and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to be in a, a massive growth mode here. I, I think we already see the wave starting, uh, you know, last night and today there's been a big influx of YouTube subscribers and people going to our website, etc And, you know, it's just, you. Know, it's nice to know you've been part of something from the beginning and, uh, that's what our listeners are right now. So please uh, do that for us. We really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, let's get on with the slate. We have three games left. And I know we need to get this done because my man, Mr. Mike Patria, is heading to, uh, I believe, like a baptism type deal. Mr. Godfather guy over there. Uh, you know, everybody loves Michael. He's like, Best man, in, you know, he's a, he's the the prototypical best man in like everybody's wedding, godfather to everybody's kids. I mean, he's just, I mean, the all American awesome dude, Mike. And no, it, and I'm gonna race this and edit it out of <laughs> yeah. the show before Great. it airs.
1: Yeah. Boom, locked. No,
0: I've Boom. just marked it down. Edit this ten seconds. Yeah, all right, dude. San Antonio <laughs> at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma. Uh, is five point favorite, um, and it is two twenty one and a half. So you know, second lowest. But there's not a huge disparity in the, as much, except for one game. Uh, everything else is similar in, in uh, total. Uh, San Antonio is seventeenth is pace, and Oklahoma City twenty third. Definitely a red flag. But on the positive side, San Antonio is only twenty sixth defensively. They've been in that bottom five or six all year, and the Thunder are actually 12th, which isn't bad. So, you know, this game is going to be competitive, I think, and uh, could garner some ownership. What do you got, buddy?
1: Uh, There is one player in this game that I have interest in, and that is it. Uh, Okay, The only guy I will be looking at in this entire game is going to be DeJounte Murray uh it seems like he's finally starting to get some run um that we can almost count on at least twenty seven minutes in all uh in the past four games, two of those games he played thirty four minutes and the lowest score he has over over that span of four games is thirty seven and a half dk points all the other ones breaking forty two uh he's been playing excellent this he's been crushing in this matchup these teams have played three times already this season in those games he's only averaging 25 minutes like i said we can we're starting to see those minutes rise but he was but he's averaging 34 almost 35 dk points in only 25 minutes so if we can just you know give him that extra five minutes we're looking at another 40 point game hopefully so i have a ton of i have a ton of interest in murray i expect him to go under owned on this slate with so many other point guard options available he's kind of one of those guys if you say you you know you have your sneaky squirrel. I don't think he's that sneaky. I think some people are going to be on him. It's not, oh, a, be... se- it's not no. a
0: sneaky squirrel. It's a secret squirrel, you uh, dipstick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Your secret squirrel.
0: Um, so yeah, they, yeah. For those listeners that haven't followed us for years on Hoopball, with, inevitably, I've got a book, and it's like on the 10th page. Mike makes up his own stuff. Yeah. Juice on the bone, all these weird things that he somehow screws up and and he creates his own uh entire thing so now we've got instead of the secret squirrel we have a sneaky squirrel which i guess is is even a little more of a reach than a secret squirrel i don't know you're (laughs) driving me crazy go ahead
1: yeah so i mean that that's for him uh you know i don't i don't expect him to necessarily just fly under the radar no one's gonna know uh dejounte murray's been playing well i think that's very apparent that he has but like i said there's just so many options for the guard that people when push come to shove they're gonna have to make some decisions and he's one of the guys i like floating around that nice mid-tier price tag range that can present you know value or return of 40 plus dk points so um i'll be looking at him in my gpp probably a little bit less cash viable but uh, as of right now, my first lineup build, he's in it, and uh, that's the only guy in this game I really have any interest in on both sides of the ball. Wow, dude, we are like a polar
0: opposites in this game. I mean, you know, it's good that we always have – it seems like we are, there's always like one or maybe two games that we have just opposite takes, and maybe that's the GPP and cash view of how you look at it. Because like look at yesterday, there were multiple games we completely disagreed on. Uh, but your GPP guys came through and my cash game smashed. So, you know, it can both work. Just it's, again, all all about contest entry, really. But here's, here's what I, I think. I think Murray is one of the traps of the day. I think he's going to be more owned than you think. I think everybody sees the fact that he's playing better. He's playing more minutes, especially. And they're going to see that like 34 minutes he played the last game and be like, okay, here we go. It's Murray time. Let's dial them up. In fact, if you have a chance to search there while I'm talking, I will be happy to take a, our first chicken soup challenge against Murray if you can find you said somebody Sadaransky. in the price. No, they're not even close to price.
1: Uh, yeah, I think they actually are. Sadaransky on uh, FanDuel is 55 Murray 6
0: that's 500 Bones, dude. Oh, come on. I've taken just one keep looking. Like I don't think Sadoransky's a fair play, but keep looking. Let me finish oh, my you, thoughts here.
1: Oh, you hyped him up before. Oh, no, coach. I didn't. I,
0: I, I do like him a lot, but I and I might accept that, but I just need to, to see a couple options here because I know you're usually the one that backs down. I don't want to be the guy that backs down. So, All right, let me finish the take here. Keep looking. All right, the – and for me, I also, CP, Mr. Chris Paul, is a defensive juggernaut, and he's been playing great ass basketball, boy. And I think he's going to get up in Murray's grill and shut him down. Uh, the only guy that I consider from San Antonio is Aldrich. I think that he has to have a good game for them to stay in there. His price, it depends on the site. Some sites he's reasonable. Some sites he's too high. I like a little, I'm going to play myself a little Oklahoma city thunder stack against the poor defensive Spurs on a nice Sunday evening game in Oklahoma. Um, I'm going to consider all four of these guys, but not exactly sure which two or three that I'm going to go with. And that of course would be uh, Shea Shay uh, Gallo, Chris, Paul, and Schroeder, 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 whatever you, tomato, tomato, whatever you prefer there. But I am going to be, you're going to see a lot of that, those four guys uh, in my lineup. If I go with two lineups uh, cash-wise, you know, they there may be one with two and the other one with three. So that's my little stackable side there. So you're selling the old Thunder short, buddy.
1: I just don't know how you're going to get Shea in there at shooting guard. Uh, when I we know, have Malik it, Beasley, CJ McCollum, Zach Levine. So I, when I when I take all these factors into play where I'm looking at it and then I look at Chris Paul's price tag, you touched on Murray. He's a guy I do like um, you know, a fair amount more. And when a push comes to shove, I like Murray more than Chris Paul and in, in, their, in their respective matchups, very similar price tag. Um, Dennis Schroeder, at his price tag, he's also shooting guard eligible, so I'm not going to be going anywhere near him at 5,900. He's actually struggled in this matchup during three games. Um, So when I I take all the other factors, not necessarily from this game and this environment, but from the slate as a whole into account, I'm not getting to any of these Thunder guys. I just see so many other better Mm -hmm. options that we can use. So, you know, nothing against the guys if you do want to play them. But that's just the approach I'm taking right now, where I just like some other guys available on this slate. You know, Shea. If you if you look at it, you know, we got C.J. McCollum in that late game, only two hundred dollars more than Shea. So it's and then Malik Beasley is sixteen hundred less. I would take both those guys over him. I think they'll both on a on a real life, uh, you know, not point per point 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 per dollar. Um, they'll outscore him. Um, and I'd I'd be willing to chicken suit that both those guys. No, I
0: be- I agree with you. I think I those are the, I like those two guys a lot. Um. Although I chicken suit you, I'll take Shea against Beasley. Okay, yeah.
1: See, and, and there's a sixteen hundred dollar difference, and I'm willing to do well, that. But you just you just offered
0: it, you absolutely just flat out offered. Oh, absolutely. It.
1: Oh, yeah, no. But then I feel like you now you have to take the Murray. All Bissett, right, I'll Bissett, take Bissett. I'll take Sato. I'll take <laughs> okay. Sato. It's right, fair. No, we can do that. We can do that. So
0: write these down because we always like forget then, and then you try to uh, cheat me out of a win. Our old buddy. Miles Hartley, for you guys that don't know, that you used to work with us at Hoopball, he dug in and found out that Mike tried to cheat me out of a point. Can you guys believe <laughs> yeah. that? How low is that? And uh, How do you so sleep now, at night,
1: Coach? How do you whatever, sleep ever,
0: dude? So we have the two chicken suit challenges right off the bat, and remember, it's going to be the first night. Uh, or, or day, whatever it is. If it's a Saturday, it starts. I can't remember which day the NBA playoffs start. That's the chicken suit day. So we've got two on the board here. We've got uh, Beasley against um, uh, Shea, and then we have sataransky against DeJounte Murray. Okay, sounds good. Um, that's my take on that game. So we have different views, which is great. And like maybe maybe because, you know, this could be a little bit better cash game plays uh, as opposed to GPP. So it, we agree to disagree on this one. And let's go to the 830 game, the New Orleans Pelicans at the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, anytime Golden State plays, there's always a monster concern of blowout. So we got to think this one through. There are some huge, huge, huge signs that this could be uh, the highest owned game. Of the slate, and it may be extremely important to have a couple guys here. Um, even though the Pelicans are almost a, a double-digit uh, favorite at nine and a half, um, the the uh, over under is two thirty-eight and a half, which again uh, is markedly higher than any other. The second highest is seven points below that. So this game's going to have Opportunity. It's going to have a lot of ownership and there's going to be a lot of possession. So you got to consider it pace of play. The Pelicans are second in the league now to Milwaukee. So they are pushing the ball uh, and everybody thought with Zion back. It slowed them down. It's actually uh, sped them up because he gets a lot of dunks in transition. Uh, Golden state is 14th. So a little bit above uh, normal. And then here's, here's the cool part. The, the Pelicans are 22nd defensive efficiency as a team golden state a pathetic 25th. So I don't see how you don't target, you know, this is where I'm probably going to spend the majority of my big salary, uh, in this game. Um, really the only big salary guy I've mentioned until now is Levine, but in this game, you know, and this is not, you know the scoreboard watching everybody knows that they're the best but i think you have to look straight at ingram and zion um and and i know i'm still in your thunder here a little bit but i just want to get your take on it from your side i think you got to look at those two guys right off the bat because those two are just stepping up as sort of the new leaders of this team i know drew holiday's still there and he's super well respected and i'm sure he's the leader in the locker room but as far as on the floor i you just that last game i watched i finally i got the feel for the first time cuz it's only like zion's 14th game or something but it was like okay the future of the pelicans it's going to be all about ingram and zion and then you're going to have lonzo ball be a big part of it and and if they hang on to drew holiday he'll be A pretty big part of it as well but i think you got your two main guys there and they're in a matchup against a team uh that just can't defend and has absolutely nobody left on the interior especially if chris sits and then i'll make one other comment then i'll let you break down the whole game is uh looney might get extended minutes at center so if you're playing gpps he is a nice sneaky little play And Eric Paschal, I think, is sneaky. For me, the two guys that I like a little bit in this game, cash-wise, my go-to Golden State backcourt, uh, Lee and Poole. They both are getting minutes. They're both scoring. This is a good up pace, real big up pace for them. And I'm going to be sprinkling some Lee and Poole into this game with some Ingram and Zion. So just wanted to change the pace up. I was too excited. I couldn't hold back my my take on it, and I'll, now I'll let you hopefully agree with me, and then we can know that this is going to be our stack game. I
1: can't. I can't oh, do it no. First. I can't. Well, I, I'm just wondering, how are you getting Lee and Poole in there? They're shooting guards. How are we getting all these shooting guards I'm in playing there? Two, I'm going to play two <laughs> cash lineups,
0: and I'm going to mix and match some fellas. Then I'm also playing DraftKings,
1: where, yeah, where Draft you can Kings, play you can make that three record. of them. Yeah, I uh, of them are small or four. Or no, actually though.
0: four. I, I looked at it already. I can play CJ Levine, Pool and Sato, something like that. There there's a way to do it on DraftKings. And if you really want to get crazy and play fantasy draft, I could put the whole bucket of them in there on, on that one.
1: So all right, yeah, go so- ahead, buddy. That's kind of where I'm coming. I do think there's so many good options that we can look at. I'll start with this Golden uh, Golden State side of the ball. Um, Plenty of options. This is a pace up game, obviously. Um, You know. I do like Damian Lee. I do like Jordan Poole. It's, you know, am I going to get to him? I don't know how much am I going to actually get to him because of the eligibility. So I'll be looking at some of the other positions. I think if this game stays close, we could be looking at another big Andrew Wiggins game. He's been playing really well since he came over to Golden State, 7,800. I mentioned, you know, kind of spending up a little bit at small forward, So he's a solid option. You touched on Pascal. He should play significant minutes with Draymond out. Only 4,200 allows us to get a nice low salary power forward. Kevon Looney, um, if both these centers are out, should be looking at, I'd say, probably about mid-20s, if not maybe even a little bit more as far as minutes. I I don't know how healthy he is. I Um, have Looney listed at 27 minutes right now, which would blow away
0: his his number this year. But, you know, he'd be a sweet little uh, value play there.
1: And um, I got a secret sneaky... Undercover investigative squirrel for you, Coach. Oh, Um, my God. (laughs) I think this might be, if you're looking for a guy, you're playing multiple lineups, uh, you could look at Kai Bowman in this matchup. With Draymond out... Coming off the
0: bench, huh?
1: Well, yeah, they're going to need a facilitator. They're going to need a ball handler. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts with Draymond out of the lineup. With Draymond starting, they were able to get away with pooling those other guys because we were seeing him handle a lot of the ball handling usage. Yes, Wiggins will probably play a little bit of point Wiggins, but if we look back just a few games ago right before the All-Star break... I think it was on February. Eight, I believe um, it was a game where Draymond sat and it was one of the first games after we saw uh, D'Angelo Russell get traded. Bowman played 29 minutes, a lot of ball handling, a lot of facilitating dropped 11 assists that game, put up a decent uh, fantasy game. So, um, you know, there's, I, I do think we'll see a little bit of extended run, probably more of that 26 to 28 minute range for him tonight. And he'll let, probably let me fly ask under the you this
0: though. I just took a little counterpoint here. So you think they're going to play small enough to play pool, Lee, Bowman, Wiggins and Pascal or Looney? Uh,
1: I don't think that you'll see Poole and Lee and Bowman all on the court at the same time. No. I think that you'll see him probably come off uh, immediately and you'll probably see Wiggins slide down to shooting guard. One of those other guys uh, slide up to small forward and you'll see a lot of Wiggins playing on the other side of the court from, uh, from Bowman. That okay. way when you do see the play does stall after a few seconds into the shot clock, he has an easy transition pass right over to Wiggins and Wiggins can play a little bit of the point forward role. Um, but he's going to have to play significant run. They're not going to want to let Wiggins play um, on ball for this entire game. So that's, that's the way I'm looking at it, and I don't think that okay. they trust Poole enough to play on on ball as much either. So the only other guy that they have that could do that is Bowman in their lineup right now.
0: All right, man, I'll, I'll trust you on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm not listening. It, it, it's a sneaky GPP play. It's not a guy that you should go out there and look to throw in every single lineup. Um, I'm just saying keep an eye on it. It wouldn't shock me if he does draw the start, but I think he's still even a, a solid bench option because you you'd mentioned it. The spread is pretty high. Uh, this game could get out of hand, and he's one of those guys, you always hear me touch on him, when you're ever afraid of the game and you don't want to overinvest, maybe you're only doing it in a single entry, you're only playing one lineup that day, these are guys that you can still have a little faith in if the game gets out of hand. You don't have to worry about them necessarily getting taken off, and they show and present enough upside, even if the game uh, stays close, where they should still see uh, significant playing time.
0: Hold on one second. I need to make a note here to post on Twitter. Micah Patria says, Kai Bowman, lock play of the day. Got it. We're ready. All
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> we we go to the last game, bro. Good take, though. Good insight. It is the late-night sweat game, the hammer game, and you're not supposed to play guys in this game just to bring it home, although last night was the sweetest thing watching Harden. So after I made fun of not taking the late-night guy on – uh our sh- podcast yesterday with you. Uh, I was the guy jumping up and down at the end with the late night sweat game with Harden. And so it goes to show you, you watch what you say, cause it can come back to bite you in the two <laughs> All right. Nine o'clock game Detroit Pistons. And they are a hot mess at the Portland trail at tra- trailblazers. And I don't understand this line. Like I, I might have to, i don't bet on the games i just play dfs but i don't understand how portland is only a five point favorite it seems like they should i know dame's not playing but detroit hasn't won a game since uh the uh obama administration i mean uh, they stink do you yeah, not understand good. that five point spread
1: Nah, they're not good. It doesn't doesn't make uh, much sense to me either. I mean, n- neither is this Portland team with. I mean, they're not really that good with Dame, but they're not that good without Dame either. So no, nah, I, I have I don't talent really...
0: though. They're talented. I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing it, and Detroit wins outright. Who knows? But anyway, it's uh it's a five point spread, a 225 total, uh, sort of middle of the pack there pace detroit's only 26 but again that was with drummond and everything so that number is sort of meaningless at this point uh and portland is 11th so they're good pace defensively this is where it, it makes you want to roster people here uh detroit's 21st and portland is all the way down 27 so yes they play terrible defense and maybe that's what vegas is banking on on that five point spread but just watching detroit the other day it was like you know, sort of bizarre, but, um, dude, I don't know.
1: Uh, what do you, what do you do in this game? You get some players, um, not so many from the Detroit side. A couple from the Portland side. Uh, you know, the only person I'm really looking on the Detroit side would be Christian Wood. Uh, Marquise Morris being shipped out and bought out, uh, offered to the you know the Lakers. That definitely clears up some run we saw Wood come off the bench in the last game. And that may still happen, but that's one less guy. He's got to compete with minutes for at the power forward or the center position. Um, Also gives a nice little boost to a guy like maker who I won't be playing, but uh, you know, worth noting, I think on DK, he's power forward eligible on FanDuel He's only center eligible, but actually been playing much better um, as of late, ever since, uh, you know, Drummond got traded. He's, he's kind of really stepped up for him. Hey, I'm I'm going to, I want
0: to throw one thing in there. Every time you say, wood you know christian wood on the show i'm gonna insert my favorite commercial hey you wood chucks quit chucking my wood (laughs) one (laughs) One of my classic favorite state farm commercials so that's it you'll hear me when you say the name christian wood and i hear wood i'm gonna i'm gonna blurt out my favorite commercial so sorry guys i have to entertain myself in life it's just that simple all right go ahead buddy i'm sorry it's my nonsense
1: Little things, uh, and then on the on the Portland side of the ball, I already talked about C.J. McCollum. Obviously, uh, he's still a little underpriced over there on uh, on FanDuel. He's only seven k. He Came out, put up forty four. That's ridiculous. Yeah, we we know what kind of usage he's going to get. We know how they're going to need him. He's going to be handling, doing a lot of ball handling, facilitating. So uh, I'll have a ton of interest in him. I'll be looking at Hassan Whiteside. Nine k is an expensive price tag. Uh, but it's it's a whiteside going up a you know a pretty weak interior going against Detroit. He should be able to have his way with them with no issues. If you have the money, spend up on them. If not, you know, you can either go down to Looney and there's a couple of mid tier options that we've talked about. Uh but I'll probably be either looking at, you know, spending up to Whiteside or going down to Looney if the news breaks the right way. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I'll have a little interest in, you know, Trevor Ariza and Anthony Simons as those kind of, you know, ancillary plays. I, I don't know how much I'll get to him. Uh, and, you know, I haven't really finished my initial build yet. But, uh, again, I'm, I don't play Gary Trent Jr. It's just not something I do. Uh, and I'll probably continue not playing him.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I, here's my take on it, I guess. I think the the that my center center tonight may be Mr. Whiteside, what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I like it. I, it's bottom line. If you have the money to spend up on him, he's a great buy. There's not too many center options that we have that can, that we could really depend on. I mean, when we look at it, if you're spending up on Jokic, yeah, ten five. You know what you're getting out of them. But after that, you know, Towns is out. There's a $1,500 difference between Joe Kitchen and Whiteside, so you could use that $1,500. And then it drops all the way down to Steven Adams, Miles Turner, Derek Favors. I'm not yep. touching any of these guys. So you're either spending up on Whiteside or you're going down to Looney if the news breaks. And that's kind of the approach I'm taking. And or this- you're going up to the Joker, right? Yeah, and Joker. I I
0: I think the Joker will be the highest owned center. I, I really do.
1: It'll it'll make sense for a lot of people correlating their stacks because we've already talked about all those guys on Minnesota um, in good spots with, you know, D'Angelo Russell and, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns being rolled out. So it makes sense that that he'll probably get some pretty good ownership. I'd probably say at least 25%, 30%.
0: Well, he's going to probably be 100% uh, lock. So I'm giving away some some free plays on, on this card today. I just... I love Whiteside white side in this spot. If he's going to start out the game being guarded by Thon maker and, and guys that he can just body, you know, Christian Wood is undersized. And, uh, you know, I just, I just don't see the rotation being able to, to slow him down and in Vegas is right. And this game stays close. You know, this should be 50 burger action for sure for white side. So he, he and CJ are going to be both locks for me. I'm going to sit, and it's, I'm excited because I didn't plan it this way, obviously, because you know I preach about not playing the game at a certain time. But I'm going to have C.J. McCollum and Hassan Whiteside in every cash lineup I play tonight. And I'll tell you what, uh, I think C- at the price that C.J.'s at, his usage just explodes. It goes up almost 6% without Dame on the board. You never see that. You, you know, it's usually if somebody goes up 3 or 4%, usage you say wow that's a huge impact this is a massive impact so i think those two guys are my favorite two plays uh maybe on the whole slate um i just think detroit's a mess i hope they could keep this game close enough that those two guys can can blow it up and you know if you want to look at some ancillary guys obviously reese is cheap and seems to be playing upper 30s in minutes um, if you feel real frosty, I guess you could go back to Carmelo because, you know, he's going to shoot almost every time he gets the ball. Um, on the Detroit side, I just I don't trust anybody. I know Wood's going to get a lot of play, but his price has just gone bonkers. And, uh, you know, they're playing a lot of different guys. Now that Svee's back and, you know, even though they lost Jackson and everything, Rose is probably going to get decent play, but the eye test just didn't – look good for me I watched some of that last game and he looked disinterested I think and I have no idea this is just me watching him on the screen there was no reports or anything but he just didn't look super interested I think he might have wanted to be traded to a contender and be part of something special I know they had talked about trading him a lot and it just seems I I think he knows he's out there with a bunch of scrubs and it's, you know, he's getting up there now, and he probably feels like, you know, let's get this season over kind of deal. Again, that's just, uh, you know, a coach take from me, not from any of the, the real coaches out there in the NBA. So I, I'm not going to go with any Detroit guys, but I'm going to be locked and loaded for those two Portland guys. And hopefully I'm on the edge of my seat like I was last night uh, trying to root those guys in.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, there's, it's good spots for a lot of these Portland guys this Detroit team, very weak on the interior. Not not a lot of strength on their point guard. Uh, you know, defensive defensively. I mean, Bruce Brown's playing a little bit more of small forward nowadays too. So, that's true. Like Good point. And you know,
0: you, as as you guys all listen to our podcast every day, you can tell. You know, just because we're doing DFS coach talk, and we want you to you know come aboard, be a member, and join in with us. You know, we're not poo pooing our picks either way on these shows because our pods were, are, if you know, they're just as thorough or more thorough than they ever were. And we're going to tell you the guys were locks, our pillars guys were fading, etc. cetera. Uh, Cause that's what we want to do more than anything. You know, our goal when we first started a year ago is we want to ha- have the best content in NBA DFS in the industry year round and in front of any paywall that it becomes the most popular uh, podcast for that set of circumstances out there. And we feel that, you know, we're really on, on target to do that. And just because we have DFS Coach Talk now isn't going to change, that, as you could see t- today. And remember, too, we're, we're doing this through the entire pre- uh, regular season, postseason, NBA Summer League, S- Summer Olympics, back into preseason, back into the regular season. So it's almost 11 full months a year of DFS uh, NBA coverage where you can play contests, which is sort of amazing that you you can do that uh, year round. So, uh, but again, I just wanted to mention that because I know, you know, a few people said, well, now that you're doing DFS coach talk, are you guys not going to give out as much information? And as you can see, we're, Mike and I and Andrew as well, we're open books on here. We're going to try to help you build if you just you know want great free content and want to build your own stuff. Beautiful. And we're going to try to give you enough information on this show every day to do that. But we certainly would like to ask you to take a look at us. We're at DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, just come check us out. If you have any questions, tweet us. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And our other pro, Andrew, is at Language Olympic. Um, check us out there as well. And, uh, you know, our goal is success occurs when opportunity means preparation. We said that statement on the first show this preseason. We're going to remind everybody as we go uh, throughout the year that that's the key. You prepare you got the opportunity to win some money. You put all the pieces together and, and you can get it done. And listen, we approach every slate with the Mamba mentality. That was the, the real start to this whole launch was, was uh, the, the motivation we all felt felt and the pain, but yet, you know, bringing it all into let's make something out of this is, you know, the cut with Kobe and, and Gianna's loss. So, we ask, too, at the end of every show that you go with the rest of the basketball community around the world uh, to donate something at Mamba on 3 that's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E dot org, all spelled out. And all of that money, 100% of the proceeds for that, that fund, it was set up by Vanessa Bryant, uh, Kobe's widow, to help the other people the other seven people that that uh, perished their families that are left behind. So please support that as you will. And I know Mike's got to get off to the Godfather duties. So we've got two chicken soup challenges, we got all kinds of plays for you. We have secret squirrels, sneaky squirrels, undercover squirrels. Do you have any other final thoughts, Mr. Godfather?
1: No, nah, man. I think that's it. Uh, one thing I did want to, you know, announce. I guess that we. I didn't even talk to you about this, coach. So you're going to be finding out about this right now. And uh, I've if people, I don't know if they've heard our, our shows, but I'm an avid, avid basketball fan, and that means being a child. So I have thousands and thousands and thousands of basketball cards. So, nice. I'm going to start doing something a little fun over here. I got tons of autographed cards, tons of memorabilia. We're going to start doing a couple little giveaways here and there where uh,
0: you know,
1: we'll be we'll be giving out a few autographed NBA player stuff. So, uh, you know, we haven't kind of ironed out all the details, whether we'll do like maybe a little fun contest once a week for like a dollar entry when it gets the card, maybe it'll be something that we'll just do randomly for all of our subscribers. Maybe once a week, once a month, we'll do a random raffle. Everybody that's uh, a premium subscriber is automatically entered, can take a chance at winning them. And, you know, it's not just going to be some of your G League guys. I got, I got some pretty good ones, coach. So, um, wow. you know, we'll, st- we'll start, we'll start ironing that out. And it's just a little bit of a thank you for everybody that's kind of helped us grow and, um you know has been a part of this so far
0: that is so cool man and, and i did not know that was coming so i i am ecstatic that's such a great gesture and i think uh you know we we have some listeners out there that would absolutely love that so thank you for doing that do i qualify to the
1: for the contest no you don't get crap oh no. come on no. man no. Now, you get to meet half of these guys, man. You, yeah. you're, you're the coach. We know, we know you've had a lot of these experiences. Now, of course you could get entered, man. I'd love to. No, love to I'm you. not going to get entered. I can't get entered. <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I will tell
0: you this. I'm, your generosity is awesome. I only have one real card that I, I care about, and I have it framed. And it's this is true. It's a Michael Jordan rookie card signed by Michael Jordan.
1: Wow, so, that is so nice of you to offer that as the that first, will never... first raffle in the DFS coach talk.
0: No. You know how they, the NRA says you will have to pry this gun from my dead cold hand? Well, that's how I feel about my Michael Jordan
1: rookie card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd feel the same. I feel, I gotta, that will
0: I go, go. My son will probably peel my fingers back. Uh, after rigor mortis is set in, and take that card. But that's the only time it goes anywhere. Yeah,
1: I, I I like to collect the autographed rookie cards. So I've got a I've got a lot of autographed rookie cards throughout the years. Whether they're current players like you know Trey Young and Luca and Devin Booker and a lot of guys like that, or I, and I got I got some awesome. older players as well. I got a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So uh, wow. I got. I, I've been collecting for for quite some time. I really, I really kind of kicked it back off. I would say about three, four years ago, when my buddy got home from uh, the Marines. He's one of my best friends. So he came home one day on uh, on on leave. He was home for about two weeks. He was like, "Dude, we're bored. Let's go do some." So we just went out. We bought a bunch of basketball cards. We had a blast, and it's just been uh, taken off since then. And now my girlfriend. Loves them. Loves them sitting all around our house. I'm looking at an Aaron Gordon autographed card right next to me that she almost probably threw away for three days in a row because I haven't gotten around to, you know, sleeving it up and casing it up and all that stuff. That is so
0: awesome. You know, it's funny when my son was born, his first like five or six years of life, I purchased uh, the whole set of NBA cards for those seasons and, and saved them for him. And I've given them to him now. And he has them all. He has some of them in the, you know, all kinds of cool, you know, uh, cards cause he's 19 now. So that's 13 years ago or whatever. So, you know, he's got like LeBron James and some of those guys, you know, and then a couple of guys that came right after that, uh, as well, but it's, it's a fun thing. That's a cool thing. And I appreciate you doing that. I'm sure some of our listeners will, uh, Enjoy that almost as much as seeing you in that chicken suit. But uh, that's a whole other story. One thing before we go, though, that I did promise at the start, and I sort of forgot it when we talked about Golden State because I was so fired up to talk about that stack, is it's going to impact a lot of DFS stuff. We will have Steph Curry back in this league uh, in about a week or less. And there was a ton of talk that, you know, why play him, sit him out, it's useless They're, You know, they want the number one pick anyway. They don't want to win. But I wanted to insert a, a really interesting interview uh, that uh, Steve Kerr did. That pretty much sums it all up. And for us DFS players, you can get ready to start lock and load them once he gets his legs under him. So let's briefly listen in here uh, to what Steve Kerr has to say about when and why the, uh, Steph Curry will be back next week.
1: Because he might get hurt, then um, what's the point of ever playing? Anybody? I mean, people can get hurt and, and again. I guess the argument would be, well, we're not going to the playoffs, so uh, are, we, are we not trying to entertain our, our fans? To me, this is—it's never—it's never been a question. He's, As soon as he's ready, he's coming back. Our fans deserve it. Um, We need it as a team to, to, uh, as I said, to springboard into next year, and it's the right thing to do.
0: And there we go. What do you think about that, Michael? Are you going to be firing up a little Curry?
1: oh yeah um you know we'll have to check those price tags once they come back in but i'm excited man I, i'm i'm with it you know a player can get hurt walking up and down his stairs entering his house he can get hurt first game of next season so if the doctors clear him to play and they say hey this isn't going to get any worse he's good to go play the guy man they give give these warrior fans something to be excited about let them get their guy back on the court um i'm really excited about it be a nice little end of the season he is a fun guy
0: to watch and i i may be Checking out that uh, Warriors at Mavericks game because you know Curry is definitely worth worth the price of admission to see him and Luca go head to head would be really fun. But fantastic, my man! Great pod today, great information, great weekend. Uh, let's let's make this four for four today and and get it done tonight. Uh, you know we'll be posting. I'll be putting this up here in about the next forty five minutes for our podcast listeners so it'll actually come out earlier than normal because we have the start time an hour earlier. It is 6 p.m. start Eastern, so don't let that hour screw you up. And, uh, you know, we'll be on uh, DFSCoachDoc.com. We'll be on our uh, Discord there and uh, posting lineups uh, at 30 minutes before lock, so that'll be 5.30 Eastern. Uh, for all of our members with FanDuel and DraftKings. So great show, buddy. Anything to close up?
1: Nah, man. Uh, let's just make this, what, five for five tonight? Uh, just no, keep four, four, for four for four. Four for four. This, four, for
0: this,
1: four. This, yep. I'm losing track yeah. of life right now. That's so, okay,
0: man. That's a that's a, a, a Freudian slip for tomorrow. Then we'll be five and
1: five. Yeah, I like it. I like a little bit of a foreshadow. Okay, man. Now I'm ready to go. Let's crush this thing. Let's do it. Uh, we want
0: to thank you all for joining us for the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. For my fellow NBA pros, Andrew Hansen and my main man here, Mike Apatria, I am coach. We will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.